Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day to everyone out there. I hope you are all doing well on this fine evening. For those of us in the Midwest, oh my goodness, it, we were getting all the heat from the people in the South, and and I, my heart goes out to the rest of you who have been struggling. I hope that you are all well and that you are staying cool and indoors. So ask not to develop any sort of health problems. But I uh, I um, uh, just got back from a workout. It's uh, rather tiresome, and man, it takes a lot out of you. The heat just sometimes can be so oppressive, but uh, thankful for, for health, and you know, I know there are some people that are, uh, they reflect a lot on their lives in the last few years, and being able to have the time, the free time to be able to work out, get away, and just enjoy nature no matter how hot it is or what what have you is a very nice time so i just uh, my heart goes out to anyone who works out in the heat or all the athletes out there especially as we return to school as school starting this week here in michigan for a lot of kids or on monday which is crazy uh, it's just one of those things that you think about from time to time and you just some things you take for granted i was actually thinking about that this, uh, on the way to my parents' house last night, just a lot of things that God's delivered us from in the last few years, and man, just very grateful, very grateful for all of it. So anyway, as we get into tonight's episode, I want to read chapter 12 of this book here by The Imitation of Christ by Thomas A. Kempis, or some people just say Thomas A. Kempis, which is not the correct way of saying his name, but it does have a little bit of a ring to it. Uh, but this is in book three on Onward Consolation, and it is chapter 12, which is entitled The Inward Growth of Patience and of the Struggle Against Evil Desires. And basically, I read this last night and just felt, again, convicted again about just falling short in some areas. And again, it's this idea, I talked about it in Desire, that God will give you the desires of your heart. But here's the thing. What happens, though, if you're actively sending against him, is he going to bless you with the desires of your heart? Because what if the desires of your heart are evil? And I just, I don't know if if we can, as, as Christians, as people, honestly reach out to our Heavenly Father in rebellion and say, please give me the desires of your heart. And this last night just took on a, such a, such a uh, conviction, s- such a, um, and it fed to my, my inner spirit because what he does here is like you see uh, personified in other in other um, other works of, of Christendom and even the Bible is that you have the author talking to God and then the author responding on behalf of God here. And, you know, all of us have a struggle. Uh, I've talked about my, my struggles in the past with pornography. And you know our D group. That's that's what we've that's what we talk about. That's what that's what we struggle with. That's why we meet still every Thursday. And you know that that temptation, that desire. That's my. my it's always going to be my weak spot. You know, I don't have a struggle with alcohol or or drugs or um, I don't really have body image issues and all the eating disorder. I, I don't I don't have any of that. But you know, pornography, like so many other men, it, it's a it's, it's it's been a pitfall in my life, and it's something that. 
you you have to stay on guard. You have to. And the lion, the enemy, the Satan is prowling around like a lion, and that is something that uh, we have to be cognizant of. So, in all of this, I want you to hear. I want you to hear what Thomas writes. He first pleads with God, and he says, "O oh Lord God, I see how necessary patience is." For many things in life do not turn out the way we wish. For no matter what I do in order to live peacefully, my life cannot go on without strife and trouble. And then he responds as God. He says, you speak truly, my son. It is not my will for your peace to come without trials and without knowing adversity. Instead, regard yourself as having attained peace when you are tried by tribulations and tested by adversities. If you say that you are not able to bear much, then how will you bear eternal punishment? When faced with two evils, we should always choose the lesser. Therefore, strive to endure evils in the present life in order to escape eternal torments. Do you think that the, wor- that the worldly do not suffer, or only suffer a little? Even if you look to the most prosperous, you will find this is not so. But, you will say, they enjoy many delights and do whatever they please, thus they are able to bear their difficulties lightly. So be it. I admit they have these things, but how long do you think it will last? Behold, those who are rich in this world will pass away like smoke, and no record will remain of their joys. Indeed, even while they are alive, they do not find rest without bitterness, weariness, and fear. The very same things that give them delight also punish them with sorrow. Thus, justice visits them, because they have sought to overindulge in pleasures. They cannot enjoy them without confusion and bitterness. How short! How false and how disordered and wicked are these pleasures. Nevertheless, men do not understand because of baseness and blindness. Like brute animals, they bring about the death of the soul in exchange for crude and trivial pleasures. Therefore, my son, do not indulge lusts. Refrain from indulging your appetites. Delight in the Lord and he will give your heart's desire. It's Psalm 37, 4. If you desire to find true delight and be comforted in my abundance, you must look upon all worldly things with contempt. You will thereby, in the avoidance of all worthless pleasures, find blessing, and the fullness of consolation will be given to you. The more you withdraw yourself from creaturely comforts, the more sweet and powerful consolations you will find. However, you will not come to these straight away without a degree of sorrow and difficult striving. Your long-established habits will oppose this but they will be overcome by a better habit. The flesh will grumble again and again, but it will be restrained by fervor of spirit. The ancient serpent will persuade you and make you full of bitterness, but this will be conquered by prayer. Moreover, your worthwhile labors will block his entry points. So, it's a struggle. And if we can't at least endure some sort of discomfort, some little bit of suffering, some some adversity, how in the world, basically Thomas writes, will we ever face the eternal punishments? How in the world could we ever expect to handle those things? Therefore, strive to endure evils in the present life in order to escape eternal torments. It's a struggle. What are we going to bear? And that's why I wanted to call then title this episode as such because it's something that's never going to stop. If you're a threat to Satan, he's never going to stop. 
that's where you look at the church of Laodicea in Revelation when Jesus says, you're so, you look warm. I want to spit you out of my mouth. You're not fit for anything. You're, you don't bother anybody. You're useless, essentially. It's like Satan's not going to waste his time and energy bothering with those people because they're almost doing his bidding because they're not doing, they're not advancing the kingdom at all. I mean, woe to us who fall into that trap ourselves. So what are your desires? I just want us to be uh, uh, honest with ourselves. Say the desires of your heart. So are we willing to struggle after them? Because again, part of it, I want to come to at this point, it's called the struggle is that, are we willing to struggle? How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? I've asked that question before. Are you willing to give up something? Something that you're, say that you want something to happen. For me right now, my burden is I would love to be blessed with children someday and to have a wife. I'm 29, I'm single. That's just where I'm at, right? But a few years ago, I thought I wanted it, but I, I, had, I didn't really have understanding for kids. I, I couldn't picture myself as a father. Couldn't really picture myself as a husband in, the, in the, the godly sense, and I still have a lot to learn, I think. That's why I'm not. And I think I'm, my time is probably better used elsewhere at the moment. But I, but I look at I look at this life. I look at everything else that God has given to me, and I'm just saying like this is what I'm going through. Maybe it'll help you. That if I want those things, if those are those are pure desires, if I can pray about them, and they're not just emotional. See, a lot of us we get trapped in things that you know are emotionally emotionally high. Like, like say like guys, like fellows out there, when you liked a girl and you were just oh, just over the moon about a girl. Like I've been a, a few times in my life, but then. Maybe a month goes by and then the feeling fades because it was all emotion. It didn't, there was maybe nothing else there besides the emotion. But the desire for, for kids and a wife, that's been there for a long time in the midst of, you know, seeing, seeing people die, experiencing vacations, like through, through the emotional depths of life. Uh, when, I'm, when I'm sick, when I'm healthy, when I'm having fun on the golf course, Traveling, being with my parents, having a good meal, being at an amusement park, being at a funeral, being at the bed, the the deathbed of somebody, all all of the seasons of life, holidays, non-holidays, that desire is still there. It's always a good benchmark. Like, what what are you on a random Tuesday, eight weeks from now, going to feel? You're going to feel the same way about that desire. See, it's the desires of your heart. Sometimes our head, sometimes all our emotions can get in the way. But if you have that equivalent thing in your life, like I just talked about, what are you willing to do to get it? Are there vices that you still need to rid out? Because God's not going to reward. This is not, this is not now something that you have to do this and that is guaranteed. No, because that desire still might be selfish. And God very well might reveal that to you, but he might still be getting, wanting to get through to you to teach you that lesson, but you're not giving him the time of day because of X, Y, and Z. So are you willing to pray and fast, read your scripture, and then as your heart is opened up to vices that you need to rid yourself of, maybe changes you need to make in your life, maybe then when you're being a good steward of the gifts that God's given you, you've repented from behavior that you needed to repent from, and that you need to make some changes, maybe you will start desiring something differently because that, that spiritual value changes, or God very well might reward you in that because that desire might not be 
evil at all. It might not be selfish. It might be very pure. It might be a good thing. And it might be the best way to advance God's kingdom. And it also might be a reward. God rewards those people who diligently seek him. He can partner with you. doesn't mean, yeah, our hearts are abundantly wicked when we're in sinful rebellion, but if we're chasing after a father and we want something, I don't think all of that's always going to be evil 100% of the time. No. Otherwise, no good would ever be possible because we would always be unwilling servants and fighting against our own, self, our own desires all the time. There would be no human God could ever work with if that was the case. So these are just some things I want us to be thinking about. Thank you so much for being uh, here tonight. I hope you all are well. May God bless you. May God keep you.